All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. One hour of straight hockey talk with Dan, Rick, Tyler, and Bag Milk starts now. And Coom. And and Coom. That's right. With four O's. Is it four or three? three. It's three. Oh, yeah. I had to, I have to, I have to um, push harder to make sure that everyone does three because now if you do two and it's Coom, then it's like Coomer. You know, you know Coomer, right? <laughs> no. So Coomer is a thing. So now let me, let me back this up. So my yeah. nickname Coom started in 2008 <laughs> and roughly like seven, eight years after that, the internet decided that a Coomer is someone who <laughs> a lot. Oh my God, man. So that's two O's. So you have to make sure you put the third one in for my name. Otherwise you're implying that I am a frequent. Tyler was all in on this story until you said frequent. And now he's like, I think I have to trim this entire. You gotta be careful. Careful. Are we keeping that in? Oh yeah. Uh, yep. It's not, it's factual Tyler. Yeah. It's just, we're learning. It's information. I'm teaching you guys something. The look on Tyler's face says it won't be in there. No, it will. Also why have actually, how about this? Instead of cutting it, just bleep it. And then people won't know exactly what Coombsy said. And we'll do little callbacks to it the entire episode. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll be nice. Or other idea. You just cut that one minute segment and we'll post it on Blue Jays Nation as an episode of Blue Jays Nation Radio. And that's the whole thing. (laughs) It'll kind of be like on real life when we were talking about Robert Kraft and his love of, uh, you know. Massages. Yeah. All right. Edit. Is on the thing. <laughs> Oilers Nation Radio episode 171. Welcome. Bag Milk, Tyler, Rick, Dan, and Coomsey. Fucking cow. And we learned a little bit about Coomsey today. Well, you might have. It might have been bleeped out. I don't know how Tyler's going to do this in post, but we will listen to that later. As always, we do this every week and we start off with the Oodle Noodle Delicious Debate. Now 17 locations. Also got a promo code on DoorDash. If you use Oodle2021, that'll get you $7 off an order of $30 or more. Tyler Uramchuk, what is the delicious debate this week? 
Udle Noodle Delicious debate of the week is just delicious. Should the NHL suspend the season? Give us some context. What's going on? If somebody's living under a rock, what's been happening? Wait, wait, I want to say it again. Udle Noodle Delicious debate. <laughs> Should the NHL suspend the season? There you go. Delicious. Uh, there's a lot of COVID cases going on in the league, bagged mm-hmm. milk, and mm-hmm. a handful of teams, Calgary, Florida, and who's the third one? Minnesota. Minnesota have all had their games postponed through at least the 27th of December. Um, so, I mean, a lot of people are saying things aren't getting better. Should the NHL just say two-week break? That's the sound of hitting the brakes. Also, if you look at dailyfaceoff.com, Zach and Cam have been working on the live blog to just keep everybody updated on what's going on with COVID. And it just seems like more and more names are getting added to the list daily here at Edmonton. We're now at four. I personally think that'll climb up a little bit. Who wants to start first? What are we talking about? The Olympics? For the record, it's not Minnesota. It's Colorado. Ah, same thing, honestly. Look, let's be real here. But it affects the Minnesota Colorado. Wild. That's yeah. why the issue um, was there. Oh, that's right. Game got suspended. Does anyone think they should? <laughs> no. I, I The reason I don't think that they should is the three to five. Well, I mean, there's a lot of reasons why they shouldn't, to be honest. But in terms of just the hockey standpoint, the three to five week quarantine thing in case there's a positive test. That's just that can't happen. That's Olympics. What are we talking about? We're talking about like, should we suspend, suspend the, the NHL right now? Uh, like take a two week. So, COVID well, that's break. my take on the Olympics. So <laughs> going so, into the NHL, I mean, if they're not going to go to the Olympics, why not pause for two weeks? Just kind of shuffle them in there, if you can. Yeah, there's obviously there's like uh, other things going on in arenas and stuff, so yep. it's not that simple. But you could probably crowbar a couple. I would of not want to be the schedule maker, that's for sure. Because mm-hmm. you can't have any games in Edmonton because there's 22 straight Garth Brooks concerts here <laughs> in yeah. February, so we can't <laughs> we can't move the games to the Olympic break. He's really upset. He only has one banner, so he needs another. But so to answer the question, I say no because to me, I think the the answer would be to shut it down for two weeks and that's not going to stop anything from happening. You have to really, we've seen in the past with schools and with other places, if you want to stop the virus, you have to shut down for four weeks, which is just, to me, it's untenable as a league. So I think that this rolling blackout that we're going to see with more and more teams leading into the February break. And as bag milk kind of alluded to, this is where the, the, the Olympic conversation now comes into it because what is it? January the 10th that they have to opt out. Players have to opt out. Something like no, that. that's, that's without financial, yes. without a financial but, fee. They can opt out up until like the day they're supposed to stand on and the, the step the, on the airplane. The financial fee from what I've heard is actually pretty small, relatively speaking. It's like a couple million bucks. So like a suspension. Yeah. From, um, yeah, I, I agree with Dan. Like it's just, you can't shut down for four weeks and yeah, if you could shut down for two weeks and be like, yeah, at the end of two weeks, everyone's healthy and we're good to go. Then yeah, you would do it, but that's not going to happen that way. That, yeah, that's like not how this shit's going to work. The right? problem's still going to be here in January. I mean, what the this 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 whole situation reminds me of that Simpsons meme where it's like we've tried nothing and nothing's worked. <laughs> hey, like they, they they haven't they haven't changed a single thing about the way they operated. Like they can bring back taxi squads, they can bring back X, Y, and Z. They can you know, last year the Canucks missed like a fucking month. And the Oilers flames, everyone else didn't pause because of it. Just go on a case by case basis. If teams have 300 guys in the COVID protocol, then they shut down for two weeks. And then that's how it works. Try some different things and see how you can get around it. The solution isn't just hiding for a month and hoping that COVID disappears after Christmas. COVID's still going to be a thing after Christmas. It's not as far as I heard. It's not going as soon as the new year's ball drops. COVID is over. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They're they're, the, the big Christmas gift for the world this year is there's going to be a cure. And it's just going to stop. I'm just, I, I guess I'm just shocked that the league hasn't, 
or at least we haven't heard about the league talking about, you know, salary cap implications where yeah. they could start to help these teams figure that out. But by, by not reacting quicker in that regard and not like right from the jump saying, you know what, if you have COVID shit, you can call up people emergency basis. It doesn't affect your cap. And now they've gotten to a point where if they start doing that, the teams yeah. who have been fucked for the last month, are going to be like, what the hell? No, we found a way to do it. Everyone else should. But I think that that's, I think that that's a fair point, but I also think that we just, you have to recognize that the league maybe has fumbled it up until this point and we have to yeah. change it. Right. Like Coom said, you can't keep doing nothing and expect the results to change. Stop testing guys who have no symptoms and are double vaxxed. It's so what the NFLs might start doing. The NFL is supposed to start that next week. Like I, it makes no sense to me why we're testing these people who are double vaxxed and have no symptoms. Probably because the NHL, like with things like this, super insurancey and lawyery. That's Legalities what I guess. Behind well, it, and yeah. bag milk, you, you said it earlier off air these players that go home at the end of the day. And yeah, I know like, uh, one of our, one of our sites, uh, actually I'll just say quads, um, at connects army. I was talking to some people. They're just worried about bringing it home. Yeah. And those players should have, and as far as I understand, have had every right to say, Hey, listen, I don't feel comfortable playing whether it'd been the bubble last year or even at the start of this season. Um, I don't think any manager, anybody get bummed out. If someone said, Hey, I've got a small baby at home. I'm going to stay at home. I'm going to take um, a month off. Even like Tyler Bertuzzi doesn't travel to Canada. Yeah. So if you're Bo Horvat, you can just be like, hey, look, I've got a, my entire family is going to be in the mix and I have a baby for Christmas. I'm going to fuck off for two weeks. And I don't think anyone would be like, what the hell, you loser? You'll you'll definitely get those, but you won't get rational people. Yeah. Everyone, everyone normal will be okay about it. That's the thing. Tuka Rask heard it. Tuka Rask has felt the criticism of leaving the bubble. Uh, You hope that we've grown up a little bit more. It's not uh, we, it's just some group of people. I know they have not, and no, they have not grown up at all. They're they're (laughs) always be like that from 2021 till 4021. But the people who are angriest about Tuka Rask were the ones who were pissed off that he left the bubble and then went golfing immediately. <laughs> That's why, like, so if Bo Horvat wants to, you know, keep his kids safe, then maybe don't hit the links when you leave, right? And no one's going to get angry. You'll be fine. Yeah, he's at Professor Webb's Adventure <laughs> Golf. Just really upset about it. I everything. could go for some mini golf right now. I could too. It's fucking cold outside. Do you want to head out and do that right now? Yeah. We should just call it now. Good episode. Can't we just like put like mics on our collars or something like that? Hook it up to our Tyler hates lav mics. We can't do that. I fucking hate lav mics. <laughs> you hate everything. Tyler, what's your call? Like, what should the NHL do? Keep rolling. If teams are healthy, they play. If they're not healthy, you postpone their games. You're going to end up with a two-week gap at the end of the season anyways now where you've got to schedule in shit. It's going to be hard enough to do. Don't just mass wipe out games. Just you're, keep playing them. You're most likely going to end up with three to four weeks in February where they're not playing. Like the chances they go to the the, the Olympics slim. are going to be very slim. Anyway. Yeah, so and I so, think that's where I was talking about, like not necessarily shutting it down, but like there's, if the players aren't going to go to the Olympics, which it doesn't seem like they're going to, there's just a little crowbar some in there. I think you can. I think the players are still going to want a bit of a break at sure. that point. They're not going to be like, ah, yeah, no Olympics. We'll play right through. So I think you probably tell the players probably relatively soon here that, hey, no Olympics. That's cool. We're going to end your break eight days early and every team's playing three games in that spot. What if they, what if they do some makeshift Olympics, like in the States, like in Vegas, That's they already I said think it's they too will. late. It's I way don't. too late to do that. So they already could, said they will. What if you just did like a three game series between North America versus the world? 
I, I actually like the idea of three game series. I fun. love the idea of doing like a full on Olympics and splitting it between like Seattle and Vancouver or whatever. You just have, you just have four teams just do, but that doesn't mean anything. Canada, I think if you're going to do it, you need to have the IHL. But like also miscellaneous like, Europe guys who have been traded by Peter Torelli <laughs> in the pretend Olympics. It's like Greg Campbell still out there. But it's like to that point though, it doesn't mean anything. What does the world cup mean? Really? Yeah. Connor's Con- not going to want to go play that. Like I, if if Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl are going to go risk injury and play hockey, there not in an be Oilers for jersey, an Olympic gold medal. If they're doing it for yep. fucking the large fries at McDonald's, <laughs> I'd be pissed. Yep, I agree with Rick. That's a great joke. And yesterday, joke. Was good. Pierre LeBron said it takes anywhere from twelve to eighteen months to put on a World Cup style tournament. No, that's why. I mean, Come that's on. just what he said. Pierre's that, not even trying. Come on, that's, that's the thing with that where the the time schedule part didn't really click with me because they they put together the bubble hockey here seemingly pretty quickly, you know, and when, yeah. with Edmonton and Toronto and but I everything mean, was canceled. And, everything well, was canceled in the building by then. But you don't but have, also, you don't everything make, was also canceled outside of the building. You don't too, have to really. make it sexy either. Like you no. don't need to do the big screens and all that. You could literally like just say, sexy. we're going to Seattle. Like we Montreal are going to, pl- yeah, that was weird to see that again. Hey, what? Yeah. the empty rink in Montreal. Yeah. With well, nothing, like, like nothing set up around it to make it feel like there's fans in it. It was just literally, it, they might be having a practice. Yeah. Cause like yesterday, if you didn't, if you weren't aware, I mean, there's some wild fan news yesterday. How did that happen within an hour of puck drop? Did you hear about the person who like, yeah, I think he's from around here. Dan, were you the one tweeting it? No, no. I was someone who I think is from around Edmonton who like flew out to Montreal for their birthday to go finally see a Habs well, game. Well, to be fair, come on, like that's your birthday gift to yourself to watch this rendition of the Montreal. <laughs> that's, a, that's a birthday punishment, not a birthday gift. Like he was, he was, he was gifted something by the Habs. Now he can just go do a normal thing in Montreal instead, which is better than watching the Habs. It's not yeah. bad. You go smoke unfiltered cigarettes. Yeah, I can just go say tabernacle at people. Eat bread. A lot of bread line. on the pod. What tabernacle? Yeah, yeah tabernacle. We just said the f word like eight times before that. So We're, Tyler's Fair drawing. It is a slight against blurry. the church, I guess. Tyler draws the line it's at tabernacle. That's what we can't say. As soon as Coom said tabernacle, oh. Tyler turned off the focus on our camera. Yeah, like that was. Well, you can just bleep it out, and people can guess what Ooh, weird word good. I'm saying. Oh, I just said it too. Though. I'm not I'm doing that much bleeping in this episode. I would like to hear that much bleeping. <laughs> That'd be kind of funny. Honestly. It is you funny. Bleeping's hilarious. Really I'm sorry. Funny. I didn't know about the tabernacle thing. What were, it's, it's disrespectful. <laughs> yeah. It's a slight against Catholic church. It's a, yeah. It's a, is it actually? It's the worst yeah, thing you can I learned say something new. I'm in not Roman Catholicism. It's, 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 what is it like tabernacle or something? Something yeah. Virgin Mary or something? Basically all French swears are against the Catholic church. More or less. <laughs> Why? What happened? Let's <laughs> break down the history of the swearing. I'm looking forward to seeing how this gets edited together after it's done. Cause we're falling off the rails and Tyler's face says he doesn't know what's going on. What yep. rails? So are we going to the Olympics or not? No. And that's heartbreaking because we yeah, were so excited. We All that off-season content, like who do you play with McDavid and McKinnon? Who's yeah. going to be a net? How this is good awesome. is Leon going to be with all of his countrymen behind him? With the Munzenberger. Only, the only thing they want, I think, is to be able to get out of China without their three to five week. If they, if if they what if you just got a private if, flight? That's what I'm saying. Right? But so if China's that, not allowing that. Right Why? now. Right now. But China's also going to... Not be very happy if the NHLers don't show up and they have seven people to go watch a game. Surely they'll make a condition, right? Like the China wants the NHL that's players con- to be there. It's the biggest. A, it's the biggest draw of the tournament. That's a country who's going to bend over backwards for the dollar. Yeah, and I hope that is the case. And if you're China as well, like logistically, do you really want these people, these NHLers who come over and test positive in your isolation facilities? For like three to five weeks, or would you rather just have them get on a plane, get out, and not be your problem? Could you, ima- could you imagine like there's a there's a like a group stage game between Canada and Team China? Canada scores forty goals. 
The guy is like one guy on team Canada scores eight goals. He winds up with a random positive test. They just keep him there. For That's like the only thing they I was worried about. We were supposed to play them all of a sudden. He's a political McKin- prisoner. <laughs> McKinnon's positive. Connor's positive. The Crosby's team. positive. They're all in different like little eight by eights all over fucking Beijing or wherever they are. Also, how with with that in mind, then if the because basically if you test positive, you're gone for the whole tournament. Like how big is your Olympic taxi squad going to be? Do you get to bring like a second team? The Spengler Cup just. We've always wondered what the, what what Canada's B team would look like we'll find out because that's the taxi squad game two taxi squad it's a bummer too because i just the more you watch like the daily face-off show and hear frank saravalli talking about it it just it doesn't seem like it's happening no and that's that's a real bummer i wanted to see like call it tacky or whatever but i want to see connor and sid play together this like what is how old sid right now 35 yeah he was was born 87 this is yeah this is probably his last one Unless, uh, unless you get like the next one, he's like Mario. Unless he's like the got the Joe Thornton vibes going on. Because Lemieux played in 2002, and he must have been what 40. Yeah, Lemieux would have been up there. He would have been sure. 40, and they had a lot of old guys in that time. I, I bet you yeah, they, would, they had a lot of old, like, maybe uh, big names at that still. Then maybe Sidney uh, Crosby coaches the 2026 Olympic team. I Player can see coach. him as like a 40 year old, just like chilling on the fourth line. <laughs> and I, I, I do too, but it won't it won't, be, it, it won't be it won't be the same. Sid from feel, this year. Sid you feel for a guy like Stamkos, right? You go back and in 2010, he was what? The last cut when he was a youngster yeah. for that Olympic team. 2014. He was injured, wasn't he? He breaks his leg a month before the tournament when he's scoring 60 goals gross. a year. Yep. And now this year, like his last chance to make the team, he gets off to an unreal start. He's having a great year in Tampa and he doesn't get to go. Sucks. Devastating. COVID fucking blows, man. Ruining everything. Yeah, fuck this. And again, and again, it'd be a lot of guys who are like testing positive or asymptomatic and double vax. Like it just doesn't make sense to me anymore. It's going to be interesting to see how the NHL adjusts going into the end of the season. Like we're now December 17th. COVID is kind of ripping through the league here at Edmonton. Four players now on the COVID protocol list or I guess four people from the franchise on the COVID list. We got Ryan so, McLeod, Devin Shore, Nuge, and Dave Tippett. Does that currently. mean they're positive? Like, what does that Not mean? Not necessarily, and they can't. We won't, we won't ever know officially unless they tell us. Because it's because it could it's be protecting their privacy. It could just be precautionary. They could have had a positive test. They have to have then have a second test done. And if that second test is comes back negative, then they get a third one. And then I think they can come off the protocol. So, so basically, if they're on it for a long time. Yeah. Dude, yeah. you can be on the protocol by, like, Meeting the standards by like a millimeter. You have to get off the protocol according to the NHL document that they released. You have to produce two negative tests within a 24-hour period. But even or 24 the, hours apart, right? Even when you hours test apart. positive, there's like different variations of positive. If you even just like a millimeter over that into that positivity line, then you're out. Yep. That makes no sense. Yep. Like Dave Tippett, Jim Playfair, after the first game he was out, uh, confirmed that he tested positive. So yeah. do you imagine if they fired Dave Tippett while he was in COVID protocol to bring in Paul Maurice? That's a weird one. Paul Maurice. It's, you don't often see a coach step down in the middle of the season. I know the jets have struggled a little bit lately, but it's not like, like they're that, horrible. Not, I think they're not horrible. Bad. What's like, the, what's the weather like in Winnipeg right now? Oh, I get that. Like if it's cold, it's cold as fuck here in Edmonton. Maurice like, woke up and was like, fuck this. Nine it's, years is too it's much. It's only minus 12 there today. That's not that oh, bad. That's casual. It can't just be, he's just tired of Winnipeg's winter. He's just oh, he's really tired of the bus rides. Yeah. Bus rides. <laughs> he's tired. He can't get a cab with more than three no. friends. He's tired about the, the, the very high curbs in Winnipeg. The terrible pizza at that one Seven Eleven. you need Awful. to get buzzed in. He often can't eat at Mitzi's as much as he wants to. Uh, understandable. That would piss me off too. Yep. Great chicken fingers. <laughs> Amazing chicken fingies. The Shout other, out to Chris the intern. The other day on the DFO rundown, we had Brad Tree living on and his dad, Jim, 
um, obviously founder of Boston Pizza. And Frank, after Brad leaves, but we're still on the air, we're recording. He goes, all your pizza up in Canada sucks. I was like, what the fuck? Whoa. Like, how can you make a blanket statement like how that? How much pizza has he had up here? That's has he expensive. ever had Buster's Pizza? I don't think he has. Probably not. Unbelievable. I there's know. Tons of, there's tons of good pizza around. Frank needs to sort his life out. And like that does it. Yeah. What is he like? Philly pizza? What kind of, what kind of pizza is Philly pizza? It's just a cheesesteak, but it's flat. <laughs> well, he's, Frank's Italian, so he, he knows, he knows his pizza. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, he's more of a delicio man. I would love to know. I'm going to send Frank a text. Ask him what kind of frozen pizza he likes. Yeah. Does he get frozen pizza? He's going to be disgusted. Can he question. send some to us? So just, we know what exactly. I want to know. Be, I want to uh, know what's going on in the Saravalli household. We got Tyler is texting Frank Saravalli. Are we right road now, tripping right now? What Should kind of pizza he has? Tell him to come up here with his best pizza. Whoa, 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 Put, whoa. Why come up here with your best pizza. Why don't and we'll, we go down there? Yes. Yeah, we could do that. I, I love bugging him. I tell him, I go, Frank, I'm coming to Philly for Christmas. And he's like, what? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, because he told me when he was here with the summer. He's like, you can come to Philly whenever you want. And I was like, I'm coming for Christmas. Also, like a family at, dinner? He's at Disney World with his kids right now, so I kind of feel bad texting him about this. But anyway. Why? Happiest place on earth? Yeah. He should be feeling good about pizza texts randomly. You can't just accuse Canadian pizza in general of being shit. There's no such thing as Canadian pizza, though. That, that too. I was like, man, like, you don't have Canadian. How many pizza? different no. kinds of pizza could you get in the city of Edmonton it's right the, now? It's, Everybody. It's got to be like the different sauces that they use no. from the suppliers and he everything. Just, he just comes up here and he doesn't go to the right places. Yeah, well, that's yeah, that's the thing. Like, he doesn't getting, come to Buster's Pizza. Yeah, Buster's Pizza. Well, we yeah. know there's one not down there because uh, shroom sauce otherwise could have got his GC last week. Yeah, that's a great point. We know that there is no. Yeah. So next time Frank's up here, Buster's Pizza, that's on the stop. That's the first stop. You know who um, does a really good pizza is Costco, the cafeteria. Everything in the Costco cafeteria is good. What's bad in the Costco cafeteria? They must have been out of hot dogs. What? They must have been out of hot dogs. Why are you getting a piece of pizza? You go there for the hot dog. You get a pizza and a hot dog. Oh, I like your style. Yeah. That's only five bucks. Also, get a poutine thrown in there. (laughs) That is a big deal. It's the best deal in town. $1.50 hot dog combo is legit. Uh, Frank says pretty much. I said, are you a frozen pizza guy or fresh baked only? He said pretty much fresh only. I occasionally go frozen. Not often. Why? <laughs> just respond. Did you, did just you res- tell him we're on the what podcast. Ride, ask right him now. what ride he's on right now. <laughs> That's not bad. That was a good one. I picked yeah. the right one. Shout out to Frank. What Sarah else Bob. do you have on there? What other, do you want to go through all of them? No, no. God damn it. Week. That's the intro for real life. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I knew this podcast would be just nonsense. With Why? Cam. Why? Cam- camera stopped. Fuck. You guys are frozen. <laughs> Tyler is struggling here. So we're going to move on and we make Tyler it. happy. So far we've covered the NHL will not pause. Probably. <laughs> that's the most likely yeah. Yeah. delicious debate. and Olympics. That's, there's your delicious debate for oodle noodle. Was it delicious out. debate the pizza? This is we're at 20. We're at the 21 minute mark. And yep. cooming. Yeah, oh, yeah, we talked about Kuming. You got to bleep that out. Yep. And we talked about Tabernak and Tabernak. 1240 mark. I got to bleep that out, too. <laughs> the delicious debate <laughs> is Tabernak acceptable to say if you're eating terrible pizza from Canada? I think so. It's 20, we're 21 delicious. minutes and we have not talked Oilers yet. We need to talk Oilers. What are okay. the Oilers? I said Connor. Winners. Well, Oilers. technically we did because we did. I said there's four people of, in the franchise on the COVID protocol list. It's true. My it's boy strange. Nugent Hopkins this morning. Rough one. That's sad. It is sad. But he had a good game last night. He did. Are his horses okay though? Oh, you know they are. His donkeys? His donkeys are also fine. They're his minding donkeys? the horses. What about Dan's horses in Vegas? My horses, the ponies. Beepapalua. Yes. Love that. Okay, looking at the Oilers to make Tyler happy. Thank you. Big win last night. Needed it. 
Columbus. That was endless slump busters for the Oilers over the last couple of years. That's a good point. That to me was like the blueprint for a perfect game for the Oilers. That's how they could win a lot, right? The power play comes through Scoring for them a couple times. of times. That's great. Yep. Depth scoring was there because the stars weren't there at five on five. That's perfect. Goaltending was good, not great. Defense bend didn't break. Bang. I thought Skinner was excellent. I Skinner thought Skinner was, was better than. Yeah. I thought I really liked Skinner. Yeah, you were having a couple of pops last I night, think, were you? I did, but Skinner was he's like he, sturdy. I think no, yeah, that's no, what I'm saying. Like he no didn't wasteful movement. The puck does. He didn't. Wasn't bobbling any pucks like he did. Yeah. Trade his very first game of See, the year. He looked really solid last night. I thought. I yeah, he was the, solid. He wasn't like great though. He didn't he like steal have, them. Didn't have. To yeah, be. that's didn't what I mean. That's why it was like the blueprint for a good game. I didn't watch the first part of the game yesterday. I watched it this morning, and I really feel like those first five minutes. If if Koskinen's in the net, we're probably down one nothing. Skinner made a big save on the penalty. There was. Two or three, I don't remember now, odd man rushes in the first couple of minutes against. Yeah. And Stuart Skinner made some huge saves. If those go in, then maybe we're talking about seven games. Thankfully, we're not. I thought he was excellent. I thought he was really, really good. So you're yeah. wrong, Tyler. Sorry about it. Yeah, Tyler, that's what you said there is inaccurate. Yeah. Why do you hate him? I didn't realize you were so anti-Stuart Skinner. Why, why don't you say it to his face? <laughs> Fuck off. This is like the horseshoe that the, 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 right before the game, everyone's like firing away at him. But how was <laughs> the crowd? Looking at one guy getting shit on, he was the next <laughs> one gets shit, bang, 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 back and forth. How was the crowd last night, Tyler? It was solid. Yeah. It was empty at first because I think it took people a long time to get there because the roads were bad. Yes. Um, but yeah, I thought the crowd was good and Skinner played great. Here's a, here's a, <laughs> here's an observation about the blue jackets I have is they've been in the league for like what? 20, 23 years now. Mm-hmm. They still feel like an expansion team now. Oh. Yeah, they're just, they work I, hard, right? They I just, think their problem is the logo in that jersey. But they don't have any interesting guys either. Yeah. Yeah, like Line is not playing right now. Bjorkstrand's sick. Max Domi. Yeah, but that's an, like, that's, if that's your best guy, then you're an expansion team. Uh, Bjorkstrand's good for 25, 30 a year. Rick Nash, is, Rick Nash is still the first name I think of. Warinsky's yeah. sick. Yeah. Listen, this is coming from a guy who owns six Columbus Blue Jackets jerseys. All it would do take, you really? All Why? Six? Dude, all it would take jackets. was for Raquel to go to Columbus, and he'd probably move to Columbus. Like, forget about the Oilers. That would be his big thing now. Which Jackets Columbus Nation. Blue Jackets jerseys do you have? I got two blank, a Boone Jenner, a, <laughs> a Ryan Johansson, a signed Rick Nash one, and an unsigned Rick Nash one. That's weird, man. That is a lot of Columbus jerseys. Go all, Jackets. Are they all different styles too? Um, they're not all different styles. They don't have that many jerseys, do they? No. So the Rick Nash you one have the is Canon like, one. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, I have two Canon ones. Oh, big man. Yeah, <laughs> one with Nash, one without. <laughs> An expansion era one, and then two of the blues. Just NHL. What is your total at right now? Twenty. Uh, probably a little bit higher than that. Jesus. If you count international hockey, it definitely is. What's the coolest one you have? coolest jersey i have for some reason i have a team russia jersey from the olympics um which year uh 2014 are you a double agent <laughs> maybe um well, I your remchuk a, sounds like a oh a little bit of a it's from the ussr for so sure. that's a soviet name somewhere so i was when i worked at jersey city i was uh going through the back one day we're doing like inventory we got to clean shit out and there was a game style, so like the really like the fight strap and the yep. of the Oilers pajama era one, the navy Ooh. blue with that. And I found it; it was just sitting like crumpled up in the corner. So I pulled it out and I rang it into the cash register to see how much it was. And it was on sale for ten dollars because it had been <laughs> sitting in the back room. It's like the last one the company had. So I used my employee discount on it. it cost me six bucks. I love how you, you put the employee fuck. you put the employee discount on top of a jersey that was already ten bucks. You went through the work to get the extra four dollars off. Yeah, someone else had to ring me through the tills. Three years before that, he hid the jersey in that back room yeah, somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, ha, ha, that's a good move, though. Honestly, that's a that's a that's a heist. That's yeah. a veteran's move. 
Anyways, I love my hockey jerseys. Love the Blue Jackets. Um, they're not that good. They work hard, though. And the Oilers kind of just outskill. They have an expansion team vibe, and they always will. They're never going to be a real team. They feel It feels like the Vegas Golden Knights have been around longer than the Blue Jackets. The Vegas Golden Knights have more banners in their arena than the Blue Jackets. Yeah, the Golden Knights have and most the Wild, certainly... The Golden Knights have probably played more playoff games than the Blue Jackets have. Easily. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. That's a weird thing to think about. Yeah. That's sad. They might have played more than the Wild too, though. Like the Wild are in that same vibe. I know they have had a little bit of success throughout the years. Yeah, they had some success in the year, early 2000s. They went to yeah. the conference finals in like their third year in the league. Rolling with, uh, with the, in the goalies. Yeah, with Fernandez and Rolison. Yep. And they, they beat the Avs in Patrick Waugh's last ever game. This is a very real life e episode just like, of ONR. Just not like the Edmonton Oilers beat Steve Eiserman in his last game. That's true. Back to the Oilers. There we go. There you go. Uh, Perlini. Yes. He was the insurance the Oilers needed, as it turns out. Just like the what you can get from our friends at Cornerstone Insurance. See that, Tyler? Yes. For 90 years and four generations, Cornerstone Insurance has been a family and employee-owned business here in Edmonton with all the products you need, auto, residential, commercial, life insurance, whatever you want. Left-hand side of the screen, Citizens of the Nation, click a little button, get a discount. Got it? Good. Lamborghini Perlini. Skirt, skirt. Recalled with some of the COVID issues. When he got sent down in 12 games played, he only had six shots on net. Last night, he had seven. Really? Yes. Wow. Last night, he had seven shot attempts and a goal and an assist. Best game, undoubtedly, for Lamborghini Perlini. He said that in the intermission, he was talking to the panel. He said he really appreciated getting sent down to Bakersfield because it gave him some time to play because he was in and out of the lineup. Got a couple of goals. Feeling good. Who else did you guys like last night? Because the Oilers for two games in a row now have gotten depth goals from their bottom six. Has not happened. Dan, what do you think? I was going to say that line together was was really good. Um, obviously, when you get the two goals, it's hard not to talk about you. But but the fact that they were putting the puck in front of the net and then they were there for those rebound shots because that was what, two or three or four of the goals went in off of the second chance opportunity off Merzlikens. Merzlikens was kicking out rebounds like juicy ones. He had, tra- he had a trampoline for pads last night. He really did. So that's the, that's the kind of effort you want to see from that third line. Like that Fourth Perlini line. goal. Now that I'm thinking about it, since you mentioned the rebounds, Zach Cassian shot from a weird, like a weird angle. I like that he shot, but that rebound kicked out 20 feet. Yeah. If you're going to talk that play, that pass by Bouchard that set uh, Cassian after almost falling. Shot- yeah, he almost fell. Then he came in one on three, stopped, went backwards a bit, brought mm-hmm. two players to him, fed it through somehow to Cassian, and then that big rebound, and, and then Perlina's put up. Put I wrote about on. Bouchard in the in the wrap-up last night. His passing is just getting better and better, and it makes me wonder when... He's still a rookie, man. The coaching staff is going to like see what he's doing there and leapfrog him over Barry in something like the power play. But that's the only place he's not playing ahead of him. And, he's, and, and he's he is killing, already top pairing. Kill, and he's, but he's killing penalties. But I think if, if he's going to be your best right-handed defenseman, he should play in all situations. Sure, but next, but you can't ask Barry to kill penalties. You're playing with a... Def, You're uh, only at five and five, bro. What's that? He's only at five on five. Who? Barry. Barry. Just, just, and on the second unit power play. Well, no, that's what I mean, though. If you you got to play him on the power play because otherwise you're going to play Bouchard too much at that point, I think. He's still only in his... First real year. He's still a rookie to me. I know he's not technically a rookie, but I don't still like that nurse still next gets year, time over him though. Next year he can get some extra time, but, uh, like this on the year, power play, I mean, yeah, like that'd be an easy way to loosen up nurses minutes too, is to give him less time on the power play. I just wish we got a sniff of Bouchard once in a while. Oh, I, I completely agree. I'd like to see him out there. I just kind of understand why they're not doing it quite yet. Cause it's, we're like, you know, 
20 games into Tyson Berry's three-year contract and pulling him off the power play is a terrible look because that's the one thing he's paid to do. I think Tyson Berry is gone by this time next year. I think Tyson Berry is gone. Do you really? Summer. Yes. What do you think? Like in what kind of move? Just for another bad cap hit or what? No, I don't necessarily think he's a bad cap hit. Um, I like, think a me- like a mediocre cap hit. If you've, if you've he has value a, if to a different team. If, yeah, exactly. If you have that necessity on your team, then he, yeah. you're not really overpaying him, especially what he can do on the power. So you just play. get like a different winger back. Yeah. So what I would do is try and find a way to move Cassian to fill that third right-handed spot defenseman and then use your Barry and your pick to go out and find a top six forward. I'm very interested to see what Ken Holland does with Zach Cassian because... He's I'm been saying, trying to trade him for a year and a half. That's now, what as I far mean. As the rumors. Are, that's right? what I mean. Right. Like there's, he's been trying and everybody's like, nah, I don't think so. And then people will be like, well, there's no fans in the stand. So how can you get motivated? Well, now there's fans in the stands. Tyler was there. He he's, looks tired today. He had a couple of cocktails last night. My eye keeps twitching. You've been having this issue for a couple of days now. I know. WebMD this thing. Just sleep more, Tyler. Yeah, that's the best well, place to do things is WebMD. It's definitely like, going to be cancer. Yeah. You're definitely going to die. <laughs> You had a good run though. Mm-hmm. Sleep, Tyler. Go to sleep. <laughs> Go on WebMD. Google says, enjoy this podcast because it's your last. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little specific. Oh, we're going to need to need to find a new intern. Yep. Is Tyler still an intern? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Tyler's the never intern. Come up, it's never that come up his, his business card. Yeah. Podcast intern. Tyler, your check. Tyler's the kid from Two Hills, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. <laughs> 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 He only celebrates my Halloween mom's from two Friday. hills. Oh, so then she knows about Halloween only being on the Friday, regardless mm-hmm. of whether or not it actually falls on a weekend. It sounds like a, a theme from like Footloose. I've, I've said this yep. before, but my aunt taught Chris the intern grade two. Weird flex. Yep. There's a connection there. That's all I'm saying. Well, <laughs> are you bragging? Sounds like <laughs> or are it. you making your aunt culpable for? Yeah, there's got to be more stuff to talk about. Are you getting cheap tires out of this? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> What other topics are there? I want to go back to Paul Maurice quitting in Winnipeg. Uh, I think it's interesting that a coach where the team's 13 and 10, that he just, that he steps down. Do you think there's no underlying reasons? Like he didn't give any, but you don't, even you look at Maurice, you, the guy's probably not going to get too deep into it. Things. Do yeah. you think there's anything outside of what he said today? Well, there the, has to be. The nope. fans have been calling for his head for years. Some of the fans have. Yeah. yeah. I should say. Yes. He, those fans are the, they're, they're always doing that though. Yeah. Like, uh, Paul Maurice says that does not bother. I think there was an appetite for change. Um, but Kevin Sheveldayoff just kind of has too much respect for Maurice and was never going to fire him. And, and I also kind of like that. Yeah. I think Shev- that was Sheveldayoff's guy and Sheveldayoff wasn't going to wane from it. They made the playoffs in the last four seasons. Like the results were there to an extent. And I just think this is Maurice kind of recognizing what some people around the team recognized as, you know what? I've been here a long time and this been might like seven be years, right? eight seven years, years, eight, eight seasons, years, yeah. wow. 600 regular season games. But he didn't, he didn't like put him in a spot where they have his replacement ready to roll. And it's Dave Lowry's not bad, but is that your coach going forward? No, but he's not a bad spot. It's just like, but if it's not it's your like coach going right? forward, that isn't, aren't you like sliding the team? A it little would bit? be that- interesting to know just like some context in the sense of like, when did he bring this up to Kevin Shevel day off? Like, were they talking about it for weeks or was it just this morning? He's like, I want to be the long snapper for the Winnipeg blue bombers. And the only way that's going to happen is if I give up my job as the coach back to back CFL champs. He's been coaching in the NHL for like 26 years he's, uh, and he's oh, only he's, like 51. Yeah. He's been around for all time leader in losses by a wide margin. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so now he wants to be a long snapper. Search the search NHL coaching uh, registrar and hockey reference. 
and then just sort sort by losses. I don't know if that's a more roundabout way of doing it, but I think Rick might have had the easier way. Just Google losses. <laughs> he's, he's way up there, like more than anybody by like a lot. That's a fun record. To so hold. he that has. Does mean you've been around ah, a long time, though. This was the plan. He saw the Islanders struggling, and he said, "Cam, okay, it's six hundred and eighty losses." Barry Trotz is at 647. If I get the fuck out of here now, they might lose enough for me to get off this list. Trotz, how long has Trotz been coaching for? Since the Nationals came into the league. Since 99, but Maurice is since 96. Oh. But Maurice didn't coach those terrible Predator teams. We coached um, the Leafs. Dave Tippett, 17th on the list of losses. Oof. And he's going to be number one by the end of this season. (laughs) The Oilers are going to lose two. Well, I'm going to ask you that. (laughs) Lose 200 games in one year somehow. So last night on the B cast, despite the fact that the Oilers won, there was still a handful of people saying fire Dave Tippett. And we talked about it last week. I I got a beef with this because I saw some of it too. People saw the depth scoring last night and they were like, oh yeah, look at that. Gullitson's already getting more out of Perlini. And that drives me fucking nuts. It's the same systems. It's the same approach. Tippett's telling them not to shoot though, I'm pretty sure. Don't you think? Well, like it's just the dumbest (laughs) shit, right? Yeah, don't shoot the puck for seven games. And my response to that would be if the Oilers would have lost last night, would you have sat there and been like, boy, you know what? Maybe it wasn't on Tippett because they're 0-2 without him. No, God, those people no. wouldn't have fucking said that. So this whole like, oh, look at the bottom six producing under Dave Tippett. It's going well. Or without Dave Tippett. Fuck off. Go just better. for the record, the last four games have been bad luck. I know people hate to use this as an excuse, and I'm not trying, but it's part of a reason. They had bad luck. Sure. That just like Leon misses luck. the empty net. Nuge gets that rebound that goes off the post, slides yep. along the goal line into Anderson's. They had bad luck. They well, had injuries and they had everything happening at once. And everyone wants to sit there and shit on everybody and overreact. It was LA and Seattle are terrible games. Mm-hmm. Minnesota mm-hmm. was better. Boston was good. Carolina and the Leafs, we had a chance to win all three of those games. Yep. We and bad luck. The last time I was on this podcast was two weeks ago. And we said on that pod, I asked, I asked everybody on the podcast. I said, can you name the game that was their best effort in the 16 and five run? And everybody just kind of sat around and we all said, I don't think there is one. So I think we were, we were also beneficiaries of a lot of luck to start the season. And some of that stuff just goes away. We were just looking for that overall great game by the team. And they they hadn't played one. Part of the losses too, in the six game losing streak was like Rick said, man, they just couldn't get a goal to save their goal, life, man. And yeah. people are like losing their mind. It's just ebbs and flows and everything was going bad at the, at the same time. The, the, the streaky scorers were slumping. Our best scorers couldn't buy a goal. It was just, it was just weird. This is the way things go. Man. The one, the one thing from the, the stretch that I thought was bad was the slow starts. That was the yeah. only thing where I thought like, yeah. okay, like they were down by a pair of goals. This is all, something you can, you games. can help. That was really the only thing I thought that it was like, this is this, this but even this like appear, the, yeah. even the Toronto game, I know we didn't, we didn't score the first goal, but it wasn't the same as getting scored on the first two minutes or something. No, like that, right. No. And wasn't. I think Boston, that one was frustrating because against Toronto, the PK at the end of the first period was atrocious and they gave up that gross goal, which, okay, fine. And then you go into the second period, the Oilers are absolutely dominating, cannot score to save their fucking lives. And then their first shot of the period going the other way, the Leafs end up scoring and it's just like, Oh, it's going to be one of those. And it was, and that, but that's what I mean. It's not that the team was playing better or anything like that. It was just one of those damn games. We've gone through it for Decades, I want to say years, but unfortunately, they use decades now. But it was just one of those things. So you, you weren't really upset because the team played fine, and you knew that the bad luck was going to go away eventually. 
they have to score eventually. And, and last night they started to go back in. Again. So then I'll ask them what changed last night against Columbus. They Obviously, the they scored. <laughs> Obviously they scored. Blue Jackets aren't great. Is that all? Is that it, Cam? Uh, I think honestly, no, it's hard to say. Like they came out. I think a lot of it just had to do with good bounces and good luck. Like the, mm-hmm. the teams, the games they were losing, like, like Rick said, Seattle and LA are pretty bad. bad, bad games, terrible they played games. terrible games, whatever it Happens. is. They were burnt out. That's life. But they played, you know, really well against Boston. That was a good game. Uh, they played pretty good against the Leafs. They played good against Carolina. They're fine against Minnesota. And then they finally just got, they honestly just needed to go up against a shit team. Like the blue jackets are not good. They're even worse on the road. They finally just Played a bad team. Goalie wasn't good. Now they're feeling confident. I imagine this this stretch it, will be behind them. Now. And it wasn't like they had good luck last night. They just did not have bad luck. Yeah. We said well, that on real life. Like they needed a slump buster, yeah, right? They just need to like, play a bad They team. needed a sh- that just shit kicks on. And they're lucky they got those two power plays early and they scored on them because yeah. I think that allowed them to just roll, they right? Needed that. They needed a good start and just to feel good. And now I think they can just put it behind them and roll. What do you always say, Dan? Feel good. Why not? Feel good. Why not? I just think that the, I think that. Part of it is the Oilers made their own luck, though. Like, we talked about it. The rebound goals, you don't get those unless you're shooting the puck seven times if you're Brendan Perlini or six times if you're if you're Jesse Pugliarvi. Eight. I, or eight, sorry. I think, that, I think that, and Yamo had zero? Yeah. Was that, is that yeah. true? Yeah, it's seven true. games in a row. So, but, I actually don't think Yamo would have played that badly last night. No, I, I, don't necess- I don't necessarily disagree. I just I just think that this team also makes its own luck, too. Right. And, and for, again, we got to be good to be lucky. Exactly. All the old cliches come into it. Right. But, Mm. but again, you know, if Skinner lets in one of those first shots of the first five shots from the blue jackets, and some of them were really good shots. Then we're talking about a different conversation. Yeah. Remember when Tyler said, I don't think so. I don't, even if you got scored, I don't think it was going to change your mentality. And they didn't have a lot of good luck last night. They just didn't have the, they did not have the bad luck. I think that, we would have been upset about it, but I think they would have been able to bounce back from one goal. No problem. I think they had some good luck because Jacob Voracek forgot it was a rule that you can't play with your helmet on or without yeah, okay, a helmet. That yeah, was that was a funny that was, that was, I don't. Uh, I actually forgot that was a rule too, to be honest. Full of, full no, of there was, As soon as he started going towards it, I was putting my hand up in the air. I'm in my <laughs> living room by myself. No one's there to see it. And I'll give it, I'll give it credit. The refs, the, the fact they called both of them. Yep. Yeah. And then they called the uh, the Bush after the Keith pushing from behind. Yeah. Uh, the fact they called that Bouchard, um, and the, it was the far guy too. I have to for that first period. I give it, uh, the, the officials credit there. They did a decent job. The only thing I don't like about the power play last night was first two obviously perfect, but then I think it was four or five where Columbus got all kinds of chances going the other way, and it's just I don't know what's going on with the power play right now. It's just not as tight. Well, other teams are adjusting a bit more too, right? Like they came out guns ablaze and moving around really fast. And other teams see some video and it gives them a chance to they defend differently, to right? Do something other than that's the very, very good, strong cross ice pass. Yeah. That's what I complain about too. Like, Con- like Connor, I-, I get it. Just start ripping top uh, top locker for a couple of times. I promise you yeah. that pass to Leon will open up again. Yeah, as soon as you adjust and you start doing something different, they're going to be like, "Oh, geez, we got to we got to adjust ourselves." And then you're, you'll be able to go back to your old way. Because they tried a different play, even on Jesse's second goal, where it went Connor Nuge Jesse in like bang, bang, bang. I like yeah. the first one when uh, Barry actually shot. Yep. Yeah. They, you're right. I I wish they'd shoot the pill more. Like uh, there's there was times in that game against. Uh, I'm forgetting which one it was here. It was against Boston where Nugent Hopkins had a couple looks where he was just mm-hmm. right between the circles. And it's like, all right, man, like what I always text you, bag milk yep. foot up bottom corner, snap at home and the fist Mar- bump the, the Mark Messier goal. And, and then he tries to fucking force one. And it's like, God, just shoot the damn thing. The two, and on, that goes the, to- the two on one last night with Connor and Leon again. Yeah. So yeah, I would just have loved go, to see go 
Bar down yeah. over the blocker. Everyone in the rink knows you want to pass, Connor. Yeah, so too many cooks. Well, no, you do. Too many cooks. Mm-hmm. Too many cooks. That'd it's one that, of those things like too that. Too, no, they'd be like too many sous chefs. Too many cooks. A cook wants a score. A cook, you know, that's too, too many, many helpers. Passes. Too many cooks. Yeah. Or like Louis said last night a bunch of times on the broadcast, shooter mentality. We need it. We need it. Didn't Jack describe their lead as a four nothing bulge? Four nothing bulge. <laughs> they had some beauty quotes last night. I was having a great time. <laughs> if you were uh, if you were drinking for Schneid last night, if that was your keyword to drink, you are probably dead today. A lot of players got off the Schneid. Shooter mentality, can opener, all of the above. I also like where you were at the game, Tyler. So you went and heard it. Where Jack was distracted for probably two or three minutes talking about Hunter walking up and down the railing. <laughs> I loved it. That was great. He's very, very good at it. Very he good. Does it. I'm fairly certain every game. Mm-hmm. One person I can guarantee you has been to more games than I have. And that's Jack. <laughs> How has he not seen this? I know. It's cause he's like, Louie, I was trying to get your attention. Louie, <laughs> did you see him up and down the railing? <laughs> he did, like Hunter is a great mascot, but you're right. Rick. He does that. He does the bit where he steals someone's popcorn and throws it in the air. Yep. And then he does the thing where he lifts up his shirt and shows off his abs. Do they, yep. do they get a do you get a new popcorn purchased for you after that happening? Yes, I would be so is, I would be so upset. Everything if is your twelve dollar popcorn. So, it, is so, it is so overpriced. I do not want to be a part of this gimmick. Anything you've <laughs> ever I can seen, barely afford this. <laughs> anything you've ever seen on a screen at an NBA game is wrestling. There's a person at the top of the stands that has the bag of popcorn to replace your popcorn coming down to you right. I'm now. just I'm with Cam too. Like if they don't replace the popcorn, I would be so livid. I would I just get up sat and down, paid twenty five dollars for this tub of popcorn, and the fucking mascot threw it all over the row in front of me. I'd be I'd be I'd be livid. I, I would, would I would take them to small claims court. I'd be like Hunter, please. <laughs> This Bobby Nix cost me my rent. Hunter, this is Hunter, this is my 13th reason. What what would be worse, Coom? Is it getting your popcorn stolen at an Oilers game or getting pied in the face by Gritty? I would take getting mm-hmm. pied in the face shirt. for sure. Yeah. If I, I would way rather lose popcorn. Yeah, dude, you're wearing that cake for the rest of the day. You're yeah. I'd be I'd be I would I'd not get along with it. I would me. not be very happy. Yeah, I'd be okay with it, but I yeah, you'd I wouldn't be kill him at that moment, but someone's bringing my back someone's alley. bringing me popcorn. I, no one coming down with a nice washcloth. A nice wash warm yeah. towelette. <laughs> you like you're jersey. showing me on the big screen getting caked in the face by Gritty. You are seeing a person that is probably one of the most pissed off human beings on earth. <laughs> that bit yet. won't be as funny. Well, it might be. Thankfully. So you go spear him. We're going to get back to some pizza talk. Now that we know Frank Saravalli, mostly fresh, sometimes frozen. Yeah, he. I texted him the explanation, and he just didn't respond. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, your take about ask, Canada pizza?" Ask, exactly what we expected. Ask Sarah Valley if he's ever been to Tony's Pizza Palace here. Because oh, if he thinks Canadian pizza is bad, and he's had Tony's Pizza Palace, and he thinks that's bad, then the guy or, he doesn't know pizza. More specifically, Buster's Pizza, the sponsor of this podcast. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> with the location near you around the city, Buster's Pizza has got something for you. And that's going to kick off Ask the Idiots. So I've got a bunch of questions today. The boys have not seen these. Tyler, you'll be happy. They're all hockey questions. Thank God. We have an extra idiot. We've got an extra idiot. So we've got plenty to get to. We've got one, two, three, uh, we've got six questions. So we're going to keep these real tight. We're going to keep going. I have not shown anybody these beforehand. I've barely even read them. So if I Ron Burgundy a little bit of the question, that's just how she goes. Right? Busterspizza.ca. Check out a location near you. Order yourself a pizza. Maybe a donair. Celebratory donair would be excellent on a Friday. Promise. All right. First question. I'm going to start with Tyler because he's typing something. What are you working on over there? Just uh, working on some promo for the show. Stop that. Damn it. (laughs) 
Not, oh, I was going to do it already. Not sure how to submit an Ask the Idiots question. All right, hang on. How do the Oilers salvage what they can from Zach Cassian from an asset perspective? I think all the trade value he had at one point is probably gone, especially with his cap hit. It's been a while since I have been this frustrated with an Oiler as I normally pretty positive, but Cass just doesn't look like he has the motivation to be here anymore. Tyler, how do you recoup some assets? I mean, that's kind of the issue here when you have a player with a, with a contract that's larger than what he deserves and he's not playing well, right? As if Cassian starts playing well, people are going to sit there and go, ah, this is the Cassian we need. Like, this is what's worth the money. And then when he plays bad, well, you can't just trade him because he's playing bad and he's overpaid. So I just, I honestly think they're stuck with him. Like, I'm not even sure if you can work that guy into a deal. I, I think he, you're going to have to retain yeah, I think that contract just makes him a negative asset. And at this point, just keep him and hope he eventually finds that Cassian groove. He's been wildly inconsistent as an oiler. But hey, if he goes through one of those high, high peaks that he has in the playoffs, then I'm sure they'll be happy with him. Rick? If you can't trade him, you're playing with Derek Ryan. So Wood Guy today posted some, some stats and uh, those guys playing together. They're actually six scores, six goals for and only seven against. <laughs> I get it. You're dude. Like all you're trying to do right now is, is limit the bleeding, right? You're polishing yeah. that turd. I thought you were going to say they were like six and one. Yeah. I mean, no, that's oh, where God, I thought no, it was going don't to don't expect this. To, yeah. It's not gonna be something really, really good, but it's something that's almost 500, almost, almost even. You kind of, if those two guys can, for whatever reason, play almost even hockey together, you put those guys together and yeah, hope for the best. Dan. Well, I mean, yeah, you guys already hit it on the head. I was just going to, add to Tyler's point saying that like, it's not even like we're talking about a guy in Zach casting that was like a top end draft pick that we have, you know, groomed this whole time and he's been great. And we were just, we maybe missed his window. This is a guy that we used as a reclamation project for what Ben Scrivens. Mm. And we've gotten quite a bit of, quite a bit of value out of him. Yeah, sure. I would argue. Yep. Uh, so. so yes, maybe we missed the window to trade him for any kind of an asset and not having to send an asset the other way. But I would say that, you know, you, you got, you got what you wanted out of a reclamation project in casting. It's just that we signed him too long. Uh, looking at puckpedia.com, he's still got a couple of years left after this one at 3.2. Coomsey, what's the answer here? Honestly, if he continues to play terribly, you 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 have the option of just throwing him on waivers. I mean, they threw James Neal on waivers last year. Kyle Terrace went on waivers last year. Do you like, think anyone picks him up, though? No one's going to pick him up, but the thing is, is it lights a fire under his ass, right? Because... You know, you show show to him that no one wants you. Yeah, it's like you're you're you're, you're literally be like, that's <laughs> like a good parent. You're being told like, okay, like this is where you're at around the league, man. Like maybe we're gonna send you down to um, Baco. Baco to uh, ride the bus for a few weeks. That sucks. Yep. And come up and fucking try hard. Like you have the ability to do it. You know, you're in good shape. You can go crash and bang. That's what you're paid to do. And do it. Carlini. I think that the. I don't, I don't ever expect Cass to score, but I do expect him to hit and instigate and be annoying. And I haven't seen crazy eyes in a long time. No, kissy, it was kissy face this year, but after that Calgary game, it went away pretty quick. So how do you get the value out of him? I don't know. Light maybe a fire you, under his ass. Maybe you have to light that fire. Question number two. Uh, Coombsy, I'm starting with you. What is your go-to arena food or snack minus the beers? And I don't, and Ramchuk can't say press box popcorn. Go to arena snack, Coomsy. Uh, that's a good question, actually, because I, 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 I often avoid buying food at games. I like to spend my money on the drinks. That's yep. just, I'd rather go out and grab like a donair, grab a bite after. But the one thing I usually find myself craving at a game is popcorn. So that's why I got extremely emotional <laughs> when you said, if Hunter came and dumped my popcorn on the ground, that'd be it for me. Like, I, you know, 
it's uh, it's the one thing I crave when I'm out uh, at a thing like that. Same thing when like this is the only reason I ever want to go to a movie is to drink a pop or like get a popcorn and drink like a nice big pop with it. I'm with you. That's a one. Dan, what, what, what kind of pop? Huh? What kind of pop? Uh, this is really weird, but if if it's um the one you can fill up yourself, what I do is two thirds root beer, one third um orange pop. What, what the fuck? It's a really little good. swamp water. Almost. It's really, it's really good. Orange, that's a, spe- no, that's a, a specific blend. I've been yeah, doing this true. for years. One third. Yeah. Oh. I've been doing this for years, and it's real good. And it works with all root beers. Yeah, it has to be Barks root beer. Barks oh, root beer, specific. and ideally the orange pop is orange Fanta. Okay. Oh. I, if you have a specific drink order, like Coombs just has, I want to hear it. I like, one? I like going, uh, when you, when I go to McDonald's, I go, uh, two thirds fruitopia, one third Sprite. Yes. Oh, that's nice. That's an elite combo. Break that's what thirds. I do with a Slurpee. I do something like that with the Slurpee. I'll do like a half Sprite, half lime or something. Yeah. Delightful. I'll do a Slurpee. If I do a Slurpee, I pour two thirds Slurpee and then I put the rest of the pop flavor. Well, that's a good it. idea. Melt so it a little bit. a little bit of carbonation that's and melted. That's and nice. yeah. Dan, uh, your go-to arena snack. I was just going to say, I don't eat food at arenas because I am cheap as hell. And so I respect that for me, I've had the popcorn. I've had a piece of pizza and I've had a hot Let's dog. Say I'm buying Rogers. What do you get? If you're buying, I'm buying, I'm going to, I think I have to try the Bobby Nix burger just to, Whoa, how, just to how say. much money do you think I made, man? <laughs> you offered. Good I, Lord. I think I tried the pierogies once at Rogers. Those the pierogies good. are really yeah. good. That's guess, my answer. Pierogies. Yeah. Those are okay, good. There's Tyler's Rick. What do you, what do you get? Hockey game, yep. pizza, Elks game, hot dog. Nice. <laughs> they have a uh, pulled pork nachos at Rogers. Those are pretty good too. I only on, like the upper level. Though, are it? you allowed to bring food in from outside at the Oilers game? Cause you can at blue no. Jays games. You can bring any food you want. In. You're not allowed really? to at, at Jays games. You can bring in any food, just not drinks. Come on. You can bring in, yeah, like, you can bring, bring in a full pizza. I've seen people really? do it. Yeah. I saw, I saw somebody bring in like a charcuterie board spread. <laughs> you got like a nice casserole up in your Tupperware dish. You're bringing <laughs> yes. that thing in. Oh, that'd be really nice. Bringing in a lasagna a- and like slicing it up for everybody in your row. The Blue Jays but- just need a potluck section where everybody just shares <laughs> their food. Carrying like a cooked mac and cheese, but it's hot. So you're like running. <laughs> you're the you're Kevin, Kevin, you're Kevin, Kevin from the, the office. Yeah. Kevin with the chili. <laughs> yeah. A big pot of chili and everybody gets one handful. <laughs> you're walking your down like in the 500s and you fall down the stairs with a big chili. <laughs> My answer for this one is I know it's a little bit silly, but when I'm at a game, I love nothing more than a soft pretzel and a beer. It mm. has to be something that's relatively easy to eat. Yeah. Soft pretzel. All right. Love the big salt chunks on it. I'm yeah. all for it. Uh, question number three, Tyler, you're up first. Buster's pizza. We're at working through ass the idiots. Do you think Ken Holland makes a play for Jacob Chitrin? How do you say that name? Chitrin. Chitrin. If so, what are you giving up? Uh, weekly mention of my trip to Chicago. I ran into him in the lobby when I was in Chicago and he is built like a fucking tight end. This dude is huge. How is the tight end? He's a big boy. Nice. Um, see the big man. Yes, he could. He would, God, he would be the big man. Um, I think they should go hard after this guy. He's a left-handed defenseman. Uh, he's good at moving the puck. He doesn't make a ton of money. He's signed for the next few years. He's only 23 years old. His best years are ahead of him. Don't look at the plus minus. It's irrelevant because Arizona's a shit show. I would give up. I think Holland should make a push, and I would give up two first-round picks, Kyler Yamamoto and Dmitry Samurikov for Chikrin and Lawson Kraus. Bang. Rick, are you chasing Chikrin? And if so, what are you giving up? I don't think so because I only think that we have the assets to make one uh, trade this year, one monumental trade this year, and I'm looking at a forward. Get Lawson Krause in the deal. But he's going to be like a bottom six guy, right? I'm looking at a top six forward. So I'm going to kind of take Yam's spot in that top six. I think Krause could do it. No. Okay. <laughs> Dan? 
Uh, I would do it, but I don't think, I think the question asked, it will Ken Holland do it? And the answer is no. I like, it's not a slight against Ken Holland. It's just when I want something, Ken Holland doesn't want that. So mm. that's kind of where my mentality is. Well, the uh, Coyotes did draft uh, Jacob Chitrin with a pick traded to them from the Detroit Red Wings. So Jacob Chitrin oh. is by osmosis, sort of a former Red Wing. So Ken Holland might trade for him. But that being said, I would rather if they're going to pull the trigger on a big trade and use first round draft picks, I'd rather it be for a center because I think that's what they need. Um, do you remember what went back the other way in that deal? Uh, it was Pavel Dotsky's contract. Yeah. 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 I used to run a salary cap resource, so I know these things. Uh, I would make a play for Chikrin because I think you can never have enough skilled defensive depth as for whether I think Ken Holland will do it. I do not. I do not. Dan, you're up first on the next one. You can have either A, fully healed and peak performing Oscar Clefbaum, or B, peak performance Adam Larson. Uh, right now? Uh, I think, right now. I think I have to go with Adam Larson because to me, he's been what's been missing on this line in this lineup, especially if you factor in that Evan Bouchard's just been everything that we wanted him to be and more. So I think that him and Bouchard on the right side would be great. Rick. I'm going with Adam Larson right now. I think that uh, really solidifies your right side. I think your left side, as much as people don't like Keith, I, I still like what he does out there. I think nurse is good. And I still believe in, um, Broberg and Samarukov and Nimalina come behind. So I think your left side's pretty much taken care of. If you could do something about the right side, I think they'd be a bigger asset for you. You guys are absolutely insane. The answer is Oscar Clefbaum. He was their best defenseman in 2017. That wouldn't just go away. Their right side with Bouchard, CC and Russell is fine. Or sorry, um, Barry is fine. That left side, you desperately need something there. And Clefbaum, he's like a top pairing guy, man. I, I love Clefbaum. He's a top four guy. Yeah. Cam? Yeah, I'm going with Clefbaum as well. It's 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 not an easy decision because, yeah, they do miss Larson, but Clefbaum, when he was at his best, and it, it wasn't a very long peak, but he was so good. Like one of the best Oilers defensemen of this era. We're talking like, you know, like Lubomir Vishnovsky, Sheldon <laughs> Surrey level good, like that kind of thing. So we, we I would take that and that would bump Keith down to third pair. That'd be perfect. Yeah, me too. I'm with Oscar Clefbaum. I think if you have Daryl and Oscar as your first two Left-handed D, you're in a real good spot. Uh, next up, ask the idiots. We're working through it for BustersPizza.ca. Tyler, you're up first. Do we play better for Skinner? Looked good last night. Looked complete. I don't think the team changes up their effort based on who's in net. Rick? I agree with Tyler. Dan? Uh, yeah, I think we did. I think that, the, I think that like, I, I've been saying it a few times, that Skinner bailed us out early and the team then responded afterwards. You know, Nico's the team could have... A bunch of times this year. But Miko's also let in those those early goals, and then the team has stopped fighting for him. Cam, uh, it's hard to say. I mean, I think that it's it seems to me. I thought there was a pretty clear divide last year with how they played with Mike Smith versus Koskinen. I think there was certain things that Smith does, like the fact he's basically an extra D man on the ice with first passes, is actually kind of a game changer. I think they were a bit more confident in Smith, or a little, they they seem to be less anxious. I think with Koskinen and Nett, like he has his great games, right? But then he has his terrible games and they seem to grip the stick a little tighter when Koskinen's in net. I don't know if it's a confidence thing with Skinner, but I think that most of the guys on this team have been through so many bad Miko Koskinen starts that they're a little bit more anxious when he's playing in net. I think that Stuart Skinner has played very, very well this year and the team has confidence in him. So it allows them to play a little bit loose. Last night, they he made some big saves early on. 
Uh, I'm not saying Miko hasn't done that, but I just think they look looser in front of Skinner. That could just be com- me making things up as I'm answering this question on the fly, but that's what I'm saying. So when Smith comes back, do you roll three goalies or do you send, uh, only send if Mike Morrison's one of the third ones do back down. <laughs> you need it. You need a shootout specialist goalie. Yeah, so we need the <laughs> shootout specialist. I, th- uh, that's a really good question. I mean, ideally I think, well, I think what's going to happen is they'll send Stuart Skinner down. So he plays a lot. I think. But do you think that his career right now is best suited that getting more AHL games or um, backup number of NHL games? I think getting reps in for young guys is the. Yeah, he's still a young guy. So I think maybe getting reps in, but I. uh, He's like 23, isn't he? Yeah. But I think that I would rather have Miko Koskinen as my backup and have a guy that. Yeah, but I'm I'm not talking about rolling one. I'm talking about rolling three guys. I don't think three is a good idea. Just because then he's just not going to play. Well, no, because you're still be looking at a guy like Mike Smith, who everyone keeps bringing up his age. Now, all of a sudden, you can play him a little more sporadically, have him ready for the playoffs. And then you're still spelling out Miko, and you kind of got... I know it's not very, it's not done very often, but well, a bit of a, three, a they, three-way tandem. If they believe in Skinner that much, and Smith's coming back, then why don't you just put Koskinen through waivers? No one's claiming him. That's, uh, what, that's I would, what I would do. That's what but I would what do, do, you, too. do. You, the, what do you do with Koskinen then? I mean, he clears waivers. Him let, him, let him back up Konovalov. Oh, you, so you do put him in Baker. Sure. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah, I was just curious. Hey, if they really believe in Skinner that yeah. much. Yeah. I think that we're probably going to start seeing some COVID things come through, though, and we're probably going to have a taxi squad. I wouldn't be surprised if we have a taxi squad, team. too. I wouldn't be surprised if Miko's their taxi squad goalie. That's a good point. Next up, Ask the Idiots for Buster's Pizza. We got two more. Tyler, you're up first. Do you boys think McDavid needs to shoot the puck more? In the game against Columbus, you're on a six-game skid, and it looked like he was trying to help out his teammate with a hat trick more so than burying it. Well, I I don't have a problem with that specifically. Um, They're up by a few. Pugliarvi's going for the hattie. That's fine by me. But in tight games, yes, he's absolutely got to start shooting the puck more. He did rack up five shots on goal against Columbus, um, but that was his first five-shot game in a while since November 24th. So uh, I do think he needs to shoot the puck more. For a guy who has the puck on his stick as much as McDavid does, he should be having five shots a game more routinely. I'm going to jump in next. I just love Connor's shot. I think I always want him to shoot more. I get that he's a pass-first guy, but man, he's a lethal shooter as well. I'd love to shoot him, see him shoot more. Like Rick brought up the two-on-one with Leon a little bit earlier. That was 3 nothing at that point, so I think that was a little bit different. I get it, but yeah. rip it. Rip Let it, it yeah. rip. But you saw what happened when it was... Zero zero still, and he took the 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 puck right off the face off, and he went and hit the bar again. Mm-hmm. That right away, I was like, oh, "This four game slump isn't over yet." That's what I mean. This Connor's got a hell of a shot, so I just love to see him shoot more. Rick, what do you think? Yeah, as much as I don't want to tell the best player in the world how to play the game, um, I think I'd, I think uh, shooting the puck a little bit more in the right situations would uh, be helpful for him and the whole tight team. I just think he's so good that because he's that good, just. Man, just shoot it. And if, if you I believe in you. And if even if he missed the net every time or the goalie made a save every time, then it opens it's up still the gonna open up the pass. Yeah. Dan, what do you think? Yeah, it's I mean, like Rick said, far be it for me to tell a guy that has, you know, forty more points in the NHL this year than I do, uh, to <laughs> shoot more, but you can close that gap. I, I, I believe yeah, there's time. I still, time. Do it. I still have to learn to skate, but we'll get there. Um, but yeah, I, I just it's I do I do want to agree with one point of that of that comment though, in saying that I feel like they were forcing that 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 uh, hat trick goal early in the game earlier than I would have liked to, to them to have done, especially being on a five game, six game losing streak. I just think you, you, you find the guy. I don't think he ever like 
forced anything to him. I think he, they he did. In the, the, there the there was one power play where they got they got like three shots or three good passes to Jesse, and he just wasn't able to handle them. I just think to me, this team just needs to stomp on some necks right now, and they didn't with the Columbus Blue Jackets. I I feel like the fact that the Blue Jackets were able to come back, even even to give him a sniff of a hope, I don't like that. I want this team to just murder some of these. But they're bad an expansion teams. team. Yeah, <laughs> be reasonable. Be nice to them. Cam, does Connor shoot enough? Um, I think I'm going to take the approach that John Tortorella did and say <laughs> that he needs to play a better two way game because, um, he's not that good right now. No, he um, needs to shut up. I don't know. Sure. Why not? Like he knows what he's doing. I don't. There's a reason he's good and I'm bad. Of course, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> hey, I, you were out here saying how good of a defenseman you were to Tyler. Yeah, you're, you're begging me to come play beer league. No, you were asking me to come play on your team. Okay. That's what happened. Tyler is like, wow, I only have like four friends and no one comes out to my hockey games because <laughs> no one likes me. Yeah, so Tyler asked pl- me to play for his team too. And your response was, I'm drunk. And I said, bag milk, it's two o'clock on a Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> Sunday Funday, exactly. baby. Exactly. What are we talking about? Uh, last question. Ask the idiots or busterspizza.ca. Rick, I'm starting with you. Is there a possibility that Ovi gets his number retired by the NHL league-wide if he breaks Gretzky's goal record? No. No. <laughs> no. Rick, no. you're up first. I Everybody's just, just like, I no. also, I'll just get it out of the way. Yeah, no. no. No, the Gretzky got it for so much more than just goals. So, no. Cam, you've written about this. What? Ovechkin getting his number retired? No, just breaking Gretzky's goal record. He's going to obviously break the record, but it's also like... God, I hope not. He wears number eight. Like it's a common number. The thing with yeah. Gretzky that made it easy is Good like it was, it's, it's that's icon- true. I didn't think yeah. of it. Like it's an iconic number. It's like nobody was even wearing that anyway. So like, no like one can wear eight anymore. Nobody like, can wear gonna, eight anymore. How, like every team has a guy wearing number eight. What are you gonna randomly tell Kyle Turris? Is Kyle Turris eight? Yeah, he's eight, right? Yeah. What are you gonna do, Kyle Turris? Hey man, you can't wear this common. Sorry, Kyle McCarr, get fucked, big guy. Yeah, like it's it's not, every single guy in the league, every single team in the league has an eight. It's not happening. I agree. Not gonna happen. Okay. Tyler, get your buttons ready. It is time for the Deuce Vodka Hot and Cold Performers. Let's wrap up this podcast. Oh, Dan's pointing at the hat. He's smarter than me. So we got to first. We got to pick our winner of the Buster's Pizza GC. So Dan's not sitting beside me today. So Cam is. So he's going to reach into this little hat Hold here. On, we gotta I got to get the on. Instagram up. All right, so Tyler's again. We're delayed. Just this is going to be your preemptive warning to get your phone connected <laughs> to the roadcaster as well. Oh, it's way more fun to watch and scramble. The winner is Tyler Uremchuk. No, wow. I'm just kidding. The winner is Greg. Greg, he asked the question if Ken Holland should make a play for Chickering. Chitrin? Chicken. Chicken. Good job, Greg. I, I like chicken. chicken. Shout out to Greg. You like picked up a GC from Buster's Pizza. I will reach out to you post-podcast and let you know. I'll just collect some details. Congratulations. Enjoy some free pizza. Canada's best pizza, according to Frank Saravalli. Saravalli approved pizza. Busterspizza.ca. Frank's, Frank's Red Hot Pizza. Frank's red hot pizza. I wonder if he does dip his pizza on hot sauce. Do Italians do Only that? Only the crust. I'm not texting him anymore because I think he's mad. Hey. You can't get mad over a couple of pizza ask him if Everyone he loves pizza. pizza. Frank, I know you're spending time with your family. The green screen but almost But please let us know if you're dipping crust in hot sauce. Yeah, can you ask him? I don't like dipping my pizza in ranch, but I do go crust in ranch. If your pizza needs a sauce to be dipped in, it's not a good pizza. The crust is fine. Or or a little marinara. It doesn't Mm. need, but it uh, enhances. I think ranch. But your crust has to go in everything. And there's Domino's has that nice, that nice. Or no, Papa John's has that garlic dip. That's the best. 
Pizza 70. Buster's Pizza also has delicious sauces. Oh, yeah. We're talking about all their competitors. We're just like, get pizza literally anywhere other than the place that pays us to talk about them. Buster's Pizza.ca is delicious. That it's free pizza so good. It's fantastic. Though. It is so good. It does not need a sauce, as Dan's point is. There you go. I'll, you probably, wanna... I'll probably go get a Buster's Pizza or something today because I have talked about every other pizza place in this podcast. See, that's what we're doing is we're telling people to try all these other terrible Canadian pizzas so they can have the best Canadian pizza at Buster's Pizza. Don't say that about Tony's pizza pills or even a donor <laughs> grow up grow up because <laughs> matzo sticks yeah i love fucking matzo sticks man pardon what pizza? Fuck was that? <laughs> can you bleep that out that was so weird no i want you to save that that though. was I the most use that later that's a, that's that a button though for sure you can't believe it <laughs> that was the most jarring part of this podcast you should have seen the look on his face when he when he that, that came from a dark place in your a, heart i saw his pants wow. rippling a little bit if he thought about matzo sticks anymore, he'd rip a hole clean through his trousers. Oh my. All right. Tyler's hot performer of the week, matzo sticks. <laughs> Tyler's in tears. Deucevodka.com. First thing you see, as always, Brett Kissel's handsome face. Store locator right beside it. Find out where to buy a bottle this weekend. Have yourself a little Sunday, maybe. Caesar Sunday. It's delicious. Drink responsibly, provided that you are of legal drinking age. DeuceVodka.com, all the details you need. As we do every week, we start with our veggies, which you can also dip in ranch. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? I'm upset. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> Tyler's just got random sounds coming out of him now. <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay, let's go. Okay, then you're up first. Tyler, you're... Cold performer of the week for Deuce Vodka. Uh, the hot goalies we were running into. I'm upset. <laughs> There's a lack of matzo sticks. Rick, next up, your Deuce Vodka cold performer of the week. Uh, we're going back to last Sunday morning, and uh, I was not a big fan of the way F1 kind of swapped their rules and changed their rules the day of. So it's, we're going to give it to F1 and uh, their rule swapping. What the hell is going on? Good. Dan, Thank next you. up, Deuce Vodka cold performer of the week. Uh... Uh, well rick's gotta be rattled now i can't believe you're a mercedes guy no i just want the rules called the way they are their rules are so made up as we go i don't even know what's going on all rules are made up but they're at least a lot of f1 fans listening you can't not make up a rule it's not just there i'm happy to see everyone get behind f1 now i've been watching for a long time so i'm i've been i was i was cheering f1 back in 1997 i was actually glad i loved the race ended the way it did because my favorite driver michael schumacher he would have lost his spot as number one you know that's fair my hot performer of the week or sorry cold performer of the week is going to go to uh all the people that made fun of Connor McDavid's comments about his heated driveway. I get it. I understand that it's an easy joke to make, What's but they're just jealous. They don't have a but, heated driveway. But Who's making fun of it? We get a little bit of personality from a player. And then all we do for the That's next not four personality. days, that's just him saying he was a heated driveway. We no. got personality when they were, when they were that one dude was like yelling at him through the Screaming glass him, and you yeah. can see him like <laughs> it actually got to him. I was like, that's the, that's like that Connor. guy rattled me. That's Connor right there. You, you can see him. So my cold performer, I guess, is going to go to the heated driveway jokes. That's a joke. That's Why an wouldn't absolute joke is what it is. You should have waited and made the heated driveway your hot performer because it's hot. Ah. Melted the snow. Ah. There's another chance. Dan. <laughs> Coombsy, you're next up. Deuce Vodka, cold performer of the week. 
Uh, oh, now you see, don't have now, one yourself. Now I'm having a hard time coming up with something. What was bad that happened? Oh, sure. We'll do a nice and easy one. Uh, Major League Baseball for not having a collective bargaining agreement figured out yet. They're not even negotiating economics at this point. They're Oh, get cold. They won't till like the last 11th no. hour because no, nobody ever does. For this, is, this, is, this is going to lag. Do you think they're going to miss time? Oh, yeah. Right into March. It'll go right yeah, into they're, March. Yeah, they're not going to have a deal until March. And then they're going to have to have guys doing their own spring training. And then pitchers are going to come back and be getting injured like fucking crazy. And it's going to be chaos for I a think long the, time. You'll get the pitchers back at the right time, at the normal time. Uh, baseball went through this not long ago. And they, they understand what kind of financial issues are if you start losing time. Uh, they just won't do anything to the last second, just yep. like every sport. Out there. Is it is it different this time around or is it the same bullshit? It's the players are more. I think there's more player solidarity than we've seen in quite some time. The issues are pretty extreme and it affects everyone rather than just like what you'll see a lot of times in lockouts and labor negotiations. Is it something that high only end. affects the high end, guys. the high end guys? This affects everyone because what the discussion is largely now is about when players get to become free agents and they all want to become mm-hmm. free agents earlier because nobody wants to play for the Baltimore Orioles or the Pittsburgh pirates. Those teams shouldn't exist. <laughs> and that'll be a wrap on episode 61 of blue Jays nation radio. Thanks for joining <laughs> My D's vodka cold performer of the week is Rona has been for the last two years. We are now <laughs> canceling games. We're postponing games. My boy Nugent Hopkins on the COVID protocol list this morning. I thought you were actually at store. I was like, what they do to you? <laughs> for two years running, I've been trying to get the same drywall from Rona. They don't carry it. They say they're going to get it in every second week, and then they don't. I think they took away the free popcorn, to be honest. You were trying to get a heated driveway installed, and they said, no, you peasant. Yeah, they're like, you live in a townhouse, you fucking idiot. You don't even have a driveway. So a my lack of driveway it. is a cold performer of the week you're as cold as ice you have to cut it there or else we'll get in trouble soon yeah uh tyler first up just fuck a hot performer of the week uh my hot performer of the week is going to be Stuart skinner for how great he played last night (laughs) (laughs) called peer pressure yep uh uh rick you're next up just fuck a hot performer of the week number 13 yes a big man Let's go. That's it. That's it. He's a hot guy. Dan and I were actually talking about before we started recording, we should probably have some kind of ON radio Google sheet or something because didn't I, I feel like I had one of my hot takes before the season started with that. He was going to outscore Patrick line this year. Huh? I'm feeling pretty good familiar. about that. I'm feeling pretty good about that. Dan, you're next up. Do's fuck up performer of the week. Well, it's been a few years since we've seen it. It's finally back. The Edmonton Oilers have a calendar. And this time it includes their dogs. Yeah. So I'm going to give it to the Edmonton Oilers for in creating the 2022 Edmonton Oilers dog calendar, which you can pick up at Booster Juice locations around the city for $20. And the proceeds go to Zoe's Animal Rescue. And so Edmonton Oilers for creating a dog calendar. You're my pour hot performer of the week. Pour it on. Thanks for attending my hot. Pour, pour, hot, pour hot. it on. <laughs> Down the stretch. Cam, your Deuce Vodka hot performer of the week. Mm, mozzarella sticks. <laughs> <sighs> uh, mozzarella sticks. Tyler eating a bucket. Yeah! My hot performer of the week is how hot it would be to watch Tyler in his bed naked eating a bucket full of mozzarella sticks slowly and sensually. Are you thrilled? I'm not. <laughs> that was an appropriate button. Too. Oh, fuck. Bag milk is three for three on hitting random buttons. I'm, I'm feeling really good about being this close to the roadcaster today. My Deuce Vodka Hot Performer of the Week is Tyler. 
just because I like the sounds you're making today. It makes me, it makes me happy. These involuntary oh, oh. noises coming out of you. And you're like a balloon. <laughs> it's just... Surveyor just, Brett's going to have a time with this I episode. Know. It's fucking Cam. Cam just gets me <laughs> wired. I like it. So keep making random noises. And Surveyor Brett, please send me all of those because my podcast is going to be launching right away and I'm going to use them all. Thank you. I want a better button than that. Ooh. It's not spooky season. <laughs> Tyler's the big guy is smoking hot. You are smoking hot, buddy. I like your hoodie today, too. It's a uh, burnt orange. Now we are going to vamp. We're going to kill a little bit of time here because I see Tyler is connecting his phone to the roadcaster. It's going to work. It is connecting. He's looking. He's turned up the volume. He's playing Sandstorm. Oh, oh it's working. Oh, it go. worked. I thought it was Sandstorm. There we go. Oilers Nation Radio episode 171. We're wrapping up, but first I got to say thank you to DoorDash, Oodle Noodle, Cornerstone Insurance, Deuce Fog, Combusters Pizza, and more importantly, all of you for being here and listening to the show. Tell your friends, your family, your cousins. Are we on next week? Probably. What's, what's the actual it's, date? It's Christmas 24. Eve. Turn down the music for a second, Tyler. Super serious. We time. can do one on. Why don't we do one when we have the party on the 22nd? I would do. I would do one next week. I can do it. I'm here. Bring all the sound equipment to the to the bar, please, Tyler. I won't do it on the 24th. We get. Why don't we do, on a different day? Like why don't we do the twenty second then? Yeah, we could, we could, the actually, let's do the twenty third. Then we can recap the party. That'll be funny. The twenty third yeah. is a game day, so yeah, we can just yeah, let's just do Pressure that. Up Thursday. Thursday. There we go. Podcast coming next week. Thank you guys all for listening. Tell a friend. Leave us a review. I haven't read some in a while, so I'm sure I got plenty. That's please it. review this episode. Yeah, please review this specific episode. Arguably one of the best we've ever had. Best Oilers wishes. Oilers Nation Radio episode one seventy one. That's a wrap. Shout out quads. Thanks for listening to Oilers Nation Radio, delivered by DoorDash. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.